All right, folks, welcome back to the podcast. I got something special for you today. Um, every once in a while, you meet a couple who you just can't help but fall in love with. He's awesome, she's awesome, and they're they're awesome together. Well, today I want to introduce to you one of those couples. You've heard from Jeremiah Wallander before. About a month ago, he had a couple episodes on, uh, interviews with me, talking about all kinds of stuff, things he's passionate about, about his startup business and about the future ministry he has in store. Uh, but today, uh, we're going to talk about his relationship with his fiance, soon-to-be wife, um, and just how awesome she is and how awesome he is and how cool they are together. They have a phenomenal story and one that's definitely worth sharing, especially if you're a young buck and uh, you're trying to find the girl of your dreams. Uh, this is a great story to share. Uh, before we get into that story, though, I want to encourage you to get on social media and share this thing. Take some pictures of it when you listen to it. Do whatever you got to do. You know how to share. Uh, but share this podcast with people around you. Um, make sure you're sharing it by word of mouth as well. The more people listening, the more people we can reach. Um, and we know that God will bless this work. So get on it. Uh, let's get together and, and change some people's hearts. Here it is. Jeremiah Wallander talking about his fiance. Hello and welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. The call to gird up is an ancient way of telling a man to prepare himself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers, brothers in Christ, working hard to become the men that God has called us to be. I am your host, Charlie Ungemach. I'm a teacher, a coach, music director, and a man of God, myself working toward the goal of, like David, being a man after God's own heart. We're happy you could join us. Now it's time to roll up our sleeves, to gird up, and become the men that God has created us to be. All right, we got Jeremiah J. Wall Wallander, the bad boy of Camp Phillip, back today. Uh, he is... Uh, the photographer at Camp Phillip. He does a lot of other photography too. Just did my cousin's wedding a while ago. Shout yep. out to Megan and Carl mm-hmm. uh, coming back from their uh, honeymoon here. Good stuff. Thanks for putting on a great wedding. I guess that'd be the whole Ugamot clan. Thanks yeah, for, that's that was right. awesome. That was yeah, a great it was wedding. super fun. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, and the uh, venue was good and everything. And mm-hmm. it was a good for a photographer. It was probably a good wedding. Oh heck yeah! Because it was like raining at one point. It was sunny at one point. Uh-huh. You got all kinds of cool stuff going. Very on. aesthetically pleasing. I loved yeah. it. Yeah, it was at a golf. The reception was at a great golf course too. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if the golf course is that great, but the, it was a good setting. It for looked a, nice. A it definitely it looked, looked nice. very nice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the little kids like running around all over the place. It was such a good wedding. Uh huh. It was pleasant, very pleasant. Anyway, um, so Jeremiah, as we have established, loves love. Yep. Yes, I do. <laughs> and he loves taking pictures of other people in love. And he, oh, my windows are down. It's raining. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> the win- windows are now up. <laughs> we have protected our vehicles from being rained in. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, a lot did of breath get now. A bad? Mine didn't get it bad. No, but. mine wasn't too bad either. Okay. I didn't. I didn't. Well, it's not raining super hard either. It's right. just enough that like I was gonna sit on a wet seat the whole way. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even close the back windows, but because they're like the flaps, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so you love love. Yes, I do. Um, and uh, you're a hunk of hunk of chunk of burning love, is what I hear. <laughs> you really love Kelly. Oh, is I what do. We're getting at here. So, uh, talk to us. Talk to us about Kelly a little bit. So uh, Kelly Maydell 
hails from Appleton, Wisconsin, like I do. Um, we both uh, went to high school together, but she's actually two years older than me. She was a senior when I was a sophomore. And it's actually a really crazy story, if you don't mind me yeah, like, no, telling dude, it. Go ahead. All right. So, I love love, too. So. <laughs> all right. Well, here we go. So I was 15 years old. I was driving in the car with one of my really, really good friends. And he asked me, do you know Kelly Dell? And I said, well, I know Katie. Katie was Ke- is Kelly's older sister. She's the same age as my older brother, Isaac. They were really good friends. And I was like, I know of Kelly, but I don't really know anything about her. I just know that she's this very attractive volleyball player. <laughs> That's all I know about her. So, so in other words, what you said when you're in high school is, yeah, she's hot. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I was like, yeah, she's she's pretty cute. Like, I th- I think she's cool, you know, or whatnot. But I don't. I, I again, I went to FVL. It's a bigger school, so um, the the underclassmen don't really hang out with the upperclassmen at all. I was a, right. I was I was going into my sophomore year. She was going into her senior year. And my friend was like, yeah, she's super cute. I really like her a lot, and I and I and I really <laughs> think I'm gonna I really think I'm gonna date her, you know. And I'm like, oh wow, it's, it's good for you. Way to go, man. And then <laughs> go for it, bud. Yeah, and I and I was just like that's awesome and and he was two he was two years older than me as well so they were the same oh age. okay i thought you were a sophomore no no yeah, no okay. no he was two years older than me as well and then um uh they he, he like eventually like started dating her and um it was super cool i was really supportive of it but what happened was is uh kelly and this guy were on court together for homecoming at fbl and it was at the Grand Meridian in Appleton. And I went over by my friend and I was talking to him. And then all of a sudden, these hands come over my eyes. <laughs> and this they, they've been uh, dating now, but I didn't, I didn't like know her yet because they hadn't been dating very long. But these hands come over my eyes and he's like, guess who? And I was naming off a ton of different names. I had no idea. And then like, he's like, nope, 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 nope. And I was like, well, I don't freaking know. Like who is it? (laughs) And then, and then I turn around and it was Kelly and she's, you know, biggest extrovert in the world. And she's just like, Hey, and I'm just sitting there. Hi. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like this, like very, very just hot, attractive, awesome senior volleyball softball extraordinaire super pretty girl on homecoming court is talking to me 15 year old scrawny jeremiah with acne face and buck teeth like so i'm I'm just like i don't know what to say right now and that's why i'm thinking to myself she's like how are you i'm like um good like, <laughs> like trying to i mean i'm exaggerating but i'm trying so hard to like actually talk to this girl and then she i'm just probably just being so awkward and like being 15 year old me and whatnot but she's <laughs> she's so friendly and so extroverted that it probably didn't even phase her and then like i just kind of walked away eventually but it was so funny to me because we had never talked to each other ever and she put her hands over my eyes to introduce herself <laughs> to me because she knew that me and my friend of course were really good friends um, and then one time that same friend, he invited me over to his house for a uh, get together with a bunch of other friends. And she was there. That's actually where I got to know her was at his house when they were dating. And we started talking and she like told me how she actually used to have a crush on my older brother, Isaac. And it was like super funny. <laughs> Who but, didn't? Yeah, that's true. Who freaking didn't? <laughs> He's <laughs> and, a good looking dude. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then, um, well, and that's also funny because Kelly's best friend is uh, Isaac's wife now. So oh. that, it's funny how all that works. But then um, that guy has that guy has a face for the movies. Yeah, right there. For, yeah, yeah, for real. 
And yeah. so so then we were uh, we talked at that place. We got to know each other well. We found each other like very pleasant. And I pretty much only hung out with her if she was hanging out with the guy, my friend, who was her boyfriend at the time. And then they broke up after a couple months, and it was sad. And I didn't think I would really like care to talk to her again because like. <laughs> She, she, you know, she broke up with my friend. Not that I was mad at her. I was just like, well, our paths probably don't cross unless we like see each other in the hallway at FVL or something. But then after a basketball game, uh, I think FVL just got done playing Xavier. You know how people like hang out on the court mm-hmm. um, after the basketball game just to like talk and stuff. So people are hanging out on the court and all of a sudden I feel this tap on my shoulder and I turn around. Lo and behold, it's Kelly Maydell. And I looked at her, I was like, hey, how's it going? She's like, good, how are you? And we start talking, you know, and kind of small talk because we haven't talked about her breakup with my friend. And then she just like cuts me off in the middle of my sentence. And then she says to me, I'm sorry, but can we still be friends? And I was just like, yeah, yeah, we we totally can. We both are nice people. We both are, are friendly people. And we, we like both love having friends. And I said, yeah. Yeah, we can still be friends. And then we stayed in that gym and talked for so long until the we were the last people in there and the janitor kicked us out. And then we ended up going somewhere else and just hanging out and talking more. And it was so fun to me. And she became my best friend before romantic feelings ever happened, which was awesome to me. I thought that it was a huge blessing in our relationship because she became just my best friend in the entire world. And we, she moved off to college after high school, and she went off to um, MLC to study to become a teacher. And I, you know, still in high school, going into my junior year now, and I stayed back, and uh, we wrote each other letters and stuff like that. Not romantic letters. It was just fun, like best friend yeah. letters and stuff like that. And it was really enjoyable. We texted all the time and uh, hung out when she was home and stuff like that. And... I did start developing feelings for her, but like in my head, I was like, this just can never happen. Like she's her, I'm me. Not that either of us are like bad people or anything or like, I I just found her like, well, she's two years older than me. She's incredibly attractive. She's an amazing athlete and she's just out of my league. Like this is just how it is. Like we are friends, but like there's no way she would ever view me as like someone she would ever want to date. So we both pursued other people and dated other people, but it, it didn't quite work out with those other people. And then what happened was, was on a focus trip. Now this wasn't the focus trip that I stayed in your room. This was the next. That was year. a good focus. Yeah. Trip, I, and, and I actually remember, cause that was pivotal in Kelly and my relationship. Cause I remember there was that picture of us and you teased me about it. <laughs> I re- that, that I think it was that this picture right here. And you teased me about it. Cause you saw it on Facebook and you're like, are you here to visit your girlfriend? I'm like, Charlie, she's not my girlfriend. Like just my friend. <laughs> and then you're all salty about it too. Yeah. And, but then, so the next year on the next focus trip, I was staying in my friend, Nathan Meitner's room and it, we were literally getting ready to go to bed. Um, cause it was like 1am and, uh, getting ready Which to go to is not is not that late college time. No, no, not that late. But I had to be up early to get on the bus to head back to Appleton because it was it was a Friday night, gonna be Saturday, and then the FEL group was leaving at like seven a.m. to get back to Appleton, um, for on Saturday. So like I had to get up early, and it was like one a.m. and I'm like starting to lay down and whatnot. I'm just talking with my friends, and my phone buzzes, and I get this message, and it's from Kelly, and she's like, "Hey, can we can we talk right now?" I said, yeah, sure. Like, like, 
and then I started texting her. She's like, no, can we actually like talk in person? I was like, oh man, this must be serious. So then, uh, well, like I, at what my initial thought was like, someone hurt her. Someone did something stupid to her and like, oh. she needs her best friend right now. And I'm not very, I'm not around very often. So she's going to, you know, milk the amount of time she gets with me. <laughs> so then, you know, like I like put my street clothes back on and then went out, out in front of Concord and I met her there and I was like, Hey, what's up? And like, I can just tell she's just like, like white faced and I've never seen her like nervous or unconfident in my life. I'm like, are you all right? And then she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. And then like we start walking, we're walking across from Concord over to um, Herman park. And again, I'm still a senior in high school at this time. I'm leaving in the morning and we're talking and like, it kind of started with a little bit of um, a little bit of small talk. And I was just like, wait, so why did you call me out here? Like, I, I, I do need to go to bed, but like, and I'm willing to talk to you just like, what do we have to talk about? And then we were crossing the street and she said to me, I've loved you for the past two years and I can't hold it back anymore. And I would hate myself if you left and I didn't tell you. And then <laughs> I just said, what? <laughs> you waited to tell me this until now. Until now you waited. Oh my like and I and like I was actually with someone else at that time in my life. Like and I was very happy in that relationship. It was a good relationship that I was in. And I told her and she she said I'm not trying to pull you away from that person. I'm not trying to do any of that. I just knew that I would hate myself if I never told you. And I was just like sheesh and then i'm sitting there on the swing at herman park and she's like are you mad at me i'm like no i'm not mad at you it's just it's just crazy because like i did like her like my my parents both knew that i liked her too <laughs> like they called me out on it anytime i went and hung out with her like dan and laura would just be like you like that girl don't you i'm like no i don't she's just a friend and like that's what like what you did you'd like tease me about her, the picture on facebook i'm like ah she's just a friend but like she wasn't like i did thoroughly enjoy her i found her very attractive and wanted to hang out with her more and like, but then I was in a different relationship. I had moved on or so I thought I moved on from it. And, and that's why I told her, I was like, I just, I, I guess I wish you would have told me this sooner. But at the same time, I just, I just don't think it's meant to be because I'm in a different relationship. That I'm very happy in. And then, um, she understood and she, like she said, she wasn't trying to pull me away from it at all or anything. She just, you know, needed to tell me to get it off her chest. Understandable. And then, um, Months passed, months passed, and my relationship with this other person kind of uh, took a wrong turn. And it's we, always in the back of your head. Yeah, and that and that's that's what I'm saying. Like it, it was in the back of my head, but um, I broke up with this other girl, and you know it just wasn't meant to be. Is how it, how it was. It just wasn't meant to be. And then um, kind of just was living my life, doing my own thing, being single, like didn't go to prom with anyone my senior year because I didn't want to you know hurt the girl that I that I broke up with, um, by going with someone else and I didn't want to show. So I just went by myself, but like, I went with a ton of my friends and like one of the other girls didn't have a date either. So we were like unofficial dates, like stuff like that. But then like time passed, time passed. And then Kelly got back home from school and she's like, Hey, can we, can we still talk? And I said, yeah, sure. Yeah. We can still like talk or whatever. And, um, 
I went and hung out with her like I normally did, like I did back in high school. I'd go over to her house and hang out with her till 3 a.m. And we'd sit on the opposite couch and just have the best conversation in the world. And then I went over to her house and then we went to a place called Highest Point in Appleton. It's Highest Point because it's the highest point. And like, that's <laughs> Very we, creative up yeah. there in the Northwoods. That's right. <laughs> and so we, we sat up there and we talked and, you know, we started talking and we both admitted, you know, like this was a this was a while after like both of us have been in a relationship for a little while and then we both said we we do have feelings for each other but we don't want to rush into this and like do this just because of you know feeling there's got to be probably some logistics to this we are going to the same college i was already accepted in mlc for the pastor track it's just she was two years older than me and then like that was a concern of mine and then she's like jeremiah once you get to college you're going to realize that age literally doesn't matter and i was just like you know and now i completely understand that i don't know why i had that fear whatsoever well when you're the when you're 17 18 years old it is very real yeah and she, was, and she was, and she was, and there's a big gap in maturity too. Yeah, and she was 20. Yeah, so like, um, so then, uh, she she was getting done with her sophomore year of college. I'm just getting done with my senior year of high school. We're going off to the same college, and we were just kind of like, you know, I again, I, I I talked about how like I don't like dip my toe very often, and I mostly just dive in. This was something that I definitely dipped my toe in because I did not want to screw it up if it was meant to be. So we took it slowly. We I she was my best friend, and I didn't want to ruin a friendship based on like a romantic relationship that didn't work out, and then. It was at MLC and we were hanging out. This was my freshman year and I knew, I I honestly just knew that she was the person I was supposed to be with. And I said, Kelly, will you be my girlfriend? (laughs) She turns around and goes, frickin' finally. (laughs) 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 And then we hugged and whatnot. And it was, it was just, it was just fantastic. And um, we've had a lot of good stuff happen with our relationship. My freshman year, also, this was within our first year of dating. Her dad passed away, and that was so difficult and so eye-opening to me. I knew I wanted to be her boyfriend, but it wasn't until after I saw her faith after her dad passed away, which was so sad. I drove all the way back from MLC. My professors gave me off from class to go be with her, and I remember going into the hospital, and Kelly was crying, just bawling, of course, and then she comes over and hugs me, and she says, he's going to die. He's going to pass away, and this happened all in one day and I was just like holy cow I can't believe this is happening right now how do I handle this and I was just like I just got to be there for her no matter what you just got to be there for her. whatever she wants whatever she needs right now what can I do to make her happy just be there for her and that's why I had to do and I learned so much about how much she trusted God of course she didn't want to lose her dad of course she loved her dad and cared about her dad but like God said no I'm gonna take him now and she just completely understood that she completely understood. It's not my timing. It's God's timing and how God wants Arlen, my dad in heaven now. And that's where he is. And I am happy for my dad. And I was just like, I'm going to marry this girl. I know I'm going to marry this girl. She is such a strong faith, especially like losing someone. How many people in the world would be mad at God in that type of situation? And she wasn't. She wasn't mad at God. She knew that God was saying, I'm taking him home now to his real home, and you will see him again someday. I was like, wow, Kelly, you rock, and I love you. And so <laughs> the we dated, we dated, we dated, and we, we, we both knew we were going to get married after a while. It just made sense with our history and everything that had happened to us. And then this past December, I took her out to the deck in Appleton where we had our first kiss. 
uh, just like it was a normal date. And then my friend, the uh, one of my photography friends, Devin Learman, and her little brother, who's one of my best friends, Caleb Learman, they were hiding in the um, in the trees. And we went out on the deck, and we were just talking. And Devin and Caleb like popped out with cameras and started taking pictures and stuff like that. And she just looked at me and then she goes, nah, <laughs> she totally knew what was happening. And I got down on my knee and I said, Kelly Maydell, will you marry me? And she's like, heck yeah. <laughs> and then, and then we, we hugged, we kissed and I put the ring on her finger and then we went to Culver's to celebrate. And it was so fun. And then after that, uh, she had no idea, but I threw her a surprise, um, party i i because i knew i was getting engaged on this day i made a facebook event where like sh- oh she couldn't see it you know i invited like 120 people and my parents mm-hmm. were like how many people did you invite I'm like 120 and they're like hey mom oh, and dad these people are coming over it, to your house <laughs> i mean i asked my parents permission is okay if we did it at their house and they're like yeah that's totally fine like my parents love to throw parties yeah, so it's a good much. spot for it too so like we did that and it was really fun and like we we got to the to my house and sh- we she thought we were just going to tell my parents and then like my mom came and then she's like, oh, that's awesome. And then I said, yeah, where's dad? And he's like, oh, he's down in the basement. And then Kelly started going down in the basement. And then there's just a hundred people in our basement. Surprise! <laughs> and she just turns around and looks at me and is so like, oh, you, I love you. You know, it's so <laughs> funny. And then we hugged and said hi to everyone. And it was, it was such a fun celebration that I get to marry the girl of my dreams, this girl that I just found so like not only physically attractive but attractive in personality attractive in faith this girl that uh, that i know god set out for me i know that god destined me to be with because it just makes sense our history together and everything i just love it and i love her so much <laughs> Charlie's beaming right now. He's beaming. <laughs> it's just fun to hear you talk about it. It's awesome. Um, is, is it because I don't normally talk like this? Is that why? Uh, or? Well, no. You, I mean, you're a passionate guy, so yeah. like you get riled up about stuff. But yeah. I've never heard like I was like just from I was an outlier on 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 all of it. You know, yeah. so like I knew what was going on and what was going, you know, when it was happening. I, I could, I could even have told you the timeline, but I've never heard you tell the story. Right, right, right. So, oh man, that's so cool. Yeah, it was, it was truly, truly awesome. <laughs> you want, you can fix that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> sweet. I thought we just said. Okay. <laughs> so you guys are getting married next summer. Yep. Next summer in June, we are, we are getting married at Mount Olive in Appleton. Awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. That's a good place to get married too. Yeah, we're get we, we've gotten a lot of wedding planning done. We still have a, a lot to go. She's uh, a tutor at Luther Prep this year, and I'll still be doing my senior year at Martin Luther College, uh, finishing up my last year, and then going on to the seminary. And then she, you know, she's a tutor, so she'll be working, taking care of those types of things. So we're gonna be spending the year apart. But we did that practically already because she just got done student teaching this past year because she was a five year because mm-hmm. she was doing high school and elementary. So she was in Watertown her first semester, then she was in Florida her second semester at uh, Divine Savior Academy in Doral, and that was so fun because I went down and visited her over Easter break. And got to see Divine Savior, and it was so cool. And then seeing Kelly in her element, too, working with kids like that was just so fun to me. And makes me fall in love all over again. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. you have any advice for long-distance daters, long-distance relationships? Uh, I j- again, it, it, if you want it to work, you can make it work. That's I, 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 really, I really, truly believe that, like, 
it, it shows your passion, how much you love and how much you care. And I'm not saying that like, if it doesn't work out, you just didn't care enough. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is like, if you do, if you do really want it to work, it is going to be hard, but it will be worth it. If you do really want this, if this is the person that you want and you fully believe that, then I'd say go for it. If you're going for a long distance relationship, this isn't something that you can dip your toe in. Like I said earlier, this is something you have to dive in because you're not going to be able to give each other that affection every single day face to face. You might have to do it over Skype, over FaceTime, over the phone, over text message. Uh, another thing is too, is what's your love language? Mine, um, words of affirmation, 100%. If I, and I know that Kelly likes words of affirmation too. So I may not even have to call her every single day, but if I just send her a message, like reminding her that I love her, I think that's super important. You see, you don't tell someone that you love them just once and then they're like, oh yeah, they know. Oh yeah, they know. I don't need to tell them again. No, you remind them. You remind them over and over again. Over remind them, you know? Again, you say cliches are cliches, but overuse I love you. Tell them I love you. If you do care about this person, remind them of that. Uh, another thing, I mentioned this before, but like what you learned in marriage counseling, what can I do to make you happy? Putting that other person before yourself, having that Christ-like selfless love, I think is so important in any type of relationship that you want to work is not being selfish, but being selfless. And Christ showed us what that looked like by dying for us when we didn't deserve it. Christ showed us how to be a man, how to be a guy who showed perfect, perfect love. And you can take that into your romantic relationship by being selfless, by putting the other person's needs before your own. And again, this is stuff that most people have probably heard before, but it's it's good stuff. And it's almost like hard to do because we're sinful and we're selfish. But it's it's so important. I, I, I like can't stress it enough because I know I've been selfish and I'll be the first to admit I have made Kelly cry in the past because of my selfishness and it breaks my heart when that has happened. But we get through it and we talk about it and we figure things out. And that would be my biggest advice with um with a long distance relationship is even though they aren't with you right now, constantly looking for those ways, what can I do to make you happy? That's how you're going to make it last and centering it around not just your love, but Christ's love for you. Jeremiah, you are so good at being a fiance. I can tell you work hard at it. Does that feed your, does that scratch your itch? <laughs> Words you. of affirmation. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's well said though. There's a lot of wisdom in that. Well, thank you. Absolutely. You're a good example for us all. I appreciate and that's that. That's for real. Yeah. All right. So I have to ask you, you have a lot of very strong platonic relationships, one of which was at one point uh, your now fiance. Mm-hmm. So you want to talk to that a little bit? Like there's a lot of uh, stuff out there from all kinds of sources saying it's not possible, it shouldn't be done, that kind of stuff. What would you say? Well, well, can you um, – I, I think I need some clarification so, on this. So uh, friends with people of the opposite sex – who you are not romantically involved with strong friendships with people of the opposite sex that you're not romantically involved with. And, and like, so yeah. So like, we'll just talk about it. So there's a lot of people that will say like, she's not my girlfriend. I can't be friends with her. That kind of stuff. 
Um, oh, you want to talk to that a little bit? Well, that's garbage. That's for, first of all, like I don't, I, well, I was, you, you just met her. She was just in the office. She's uh, my photography assistant here at Camp Phillip. Her name's Esther Harbach and she's one of my best friends in the entire world. And then her and Kelly are also best friends too. I love Esther. Am I romantically involved with Esther? No, not anything whatsoever. I think it's actually healthy for you to have relationships with girls even if they are like not romantic of course you only want to have one romantic partner because you don't want to cheat but there's nothing wrong with having relationship with other girls i appreciate esther because esther has given me so much advice with like i bet kelly would like this maybe kelly would like that (laughs) or like stuff like that i have other friends who are girls too who like give me advice because in other types of ways and you'll know those these situations um when you are dating someone when you're engaged to someone married to someone whatever uh, you'll know, like, there are some things you probably just can't ask because that might hurt their feelings. I think it's very healthy to have female friends that you can go talk to and be like, I honestly don't know what to do right now because guess what? I'm not a freaking girl. Like, I don't <laughs> think that way. And I, my brain's not wired that way. My brain's wired like a guy. So please, my friend who is a girl, help me think like a girl right now so I can figure out what needs to be figured out with my significant other. I would say... Um, that I, I, I would say it's important to have friends of the opposite sex, again, not more than one romantic partner, just one romantic partner, but having friends who are able to give you advice in these tough situations, these friends who are able to help you out, to help you think like a female. I think masculinity is so important to being a man, and I think uh, masculinity comes in many different forms, but I think one thing about masculinity that maybe is not touched on enough is that true masculinity is also understanding uh fem femininity yeah 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 absolutely and like and and if you're able to understand both sides of the spectrum i think that's so important in life whether it's with friends whether it's with your significant other whether it's people you're meeting me as a pastor like am i just going to shepherd guys no i'm going to be shepherding females as well and i need to know how females think and understand their brains there's nothing wrong to me with having friends of the opposite sex well and i think we do ourselves a disservice when we so paul talks about um uh, attending, ministering to widows and orphans. Yep. And I think we do ourselves a disservice when we interpret that literally instead of metaphorically. Like when he says widows and orphans, he means people who need it. Mm-hmm. You know, And so part of that is also just like understanding, you know, like he said widows and orphans because, like, um, frankly, a man is expected to stand on his own. Yeah. And, and in our frame, he is never on his own because he has his heavenly father. And he has friends, and he's expected to use those too. That's me, not you. No, yeah, you wiggle that right there. Just wiggle this connection once. All right, good to go. Okay. Anyway, pardon the buzz, um, yeah. but uh, yeah, like you, it's especially particularly women and children who just need emotional support, maybe financial support, whatever it is, and, and going and doing that. It's very mm-hmm. important. I think you also hit on it on the other end is you have to respect your partner too, and be cognizant of that. So like you wouldn't go and ch- like. You can't, you just have to be sensitive to them, you know, Mm -hmm. as long as you're sensitive to them and acknowledge um, when you do make a mistake, because it will happen. When you do make a mistake, acknowledge it and don't repeat it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just being sensitive to that, you're not going to run into those problems. The other side is, I guess there's so many sides to this, (laughs) but another piece would be like, it has to be, it has to be a mutual thing too. And it has to be, it would be like family to family even. 
almost, you know, uh, and that's part of the importance of just relationships in general is like, if you have a, you know, you can start getting into some weird situations when you are like intimately friends with like, you know, a, a, a woman, but not her husband. Uh huh. Yeah. Like, that starts to get really weird really yes, fast. Yes. And then you also have to understand and be super vigilant on the idea of like emotional intimacy and all that kind of stuff too because you can only be intimate with one person at a time right um and so understanding that and then when necessary deflecting that and uh the quality of the individual that you choose to be you know both intimate with as as your partner like as your wife or husband or girlfriend or whatever um you have to be really clear and really you know open about your friendships and all that kind of stuff. Don't hide anything. Exactly. Once yep. you once you start hiding things, you're going to keep hiding things. Yep. Um, but then also making sure that they understand, you know, all the just like the relationships and stuff like that. And if they trust you, and if they know the other person very very well, and know that there's nothing there to be worried about, you'll be fine. Yeah. You and know? I I think that you you touched on it, and that that's encouragement to me because when I think about any friend that I have who is a female that's not Kelly is friends with Kelly, and that's just mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's probably more to be said on that, but we don't need to say it. Right. <laughs> it's somebody else's job. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, um, man, I just really happy to happy to work with you. Hey, thanks, Happy to man. spend time with you, brother. This yeah. is always fun. Always a pleasure. Man. This was, I was I was really happy that you drove all the way out here. You're sitting in my office, and like I've been listening to your podcast since... I think March, and then when you asked me, like, I need to get you on the podcast, and then well, I think I said the you same. You lit thing. up like a light bulb, man. Well, it was, at fir- it was at awesome. first, I was like, oh, I don't, I actually don't. Oh yeah, I could actually talk about a lot of different things. There <laughs> we go. Yeah, no, it meant a lot to me, and I appreciate that you 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 brought your stuff over here and you wanted to interview me and talk a little bit. It's well, cool. that's a level of selflessness too. Just like you don't, you know, if you're not sitting around thinking about yourself, um, and that that's a that's a good thing. That's that's kind of the basis of the conversation too. Is the last time you spend thinking about yourself the more stuff you probably actually have to say. You're right, right. That's why I started interviewing people is I don't, I don't have all that much to say. <laughs> I, have a, I have a lot of questions to ask, but uh-huh. I don't have all that much wisdom to give. So, uh-huh. yeah, going and getting it and fetching it. So when you come down to Milwaukee for, uh, for seminary, uh, I do Saturday morning workouts every, every week, and I try and get a seminarian out there. It was Chester. Yeah. He's going to be in Georgia now. Yeah. So uh, I don't know who I'm going to work out with this year. Uh, any seminarians want to get Saturday morning workouts in in Milwaukee somewhere? Let me know. But uh, yeah, that, when you get down sweet. there, that'd, that'd be, be awesome. I'd love Go to like that. WLC or something somewhere free and and work out. That would be awesome. Yeah, I'd usually do like um, I work out and then go get breakfast somewhere and just talk about life and Jesus and all kinds of good stuff. Man. Oh heck yeah! Awesome, cool. Always good to see you, brother. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks for spending time with us. Yeah, you this bet. is Jeremiah Wallander. You can find him on Instagram or Facebook as Jeremiah Wallander. Or Jerry the photographer. Yeah. Or and, or uh, Jer- Jerry Wallander. Jerry Wallander. On Instagram. Yeah. On Instagram. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Find him. He's a good dude. If you see him up at MLC, say hi. Thanks again, Charlie. I really appreciate it, man. It's fun stuff. And we are out. Thanks for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, you can find more episodes like this. On SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, the podcast app, and Pippa. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at Time to Gird Up. You can find us on Facebook at The Gird Up Podcast. Or if you want to email me, you can email me at Coach Ungemach, that's U N G E M A C H, at gmail.com. 
Please leave a five-star rating and review on this podcast on iTunes. The more four- and five-star ratings we receive, the more people we will reach on iTunes because iTunes will boost us more. Thank you to Seth Pommeyer for our podcast art. And thank you to you, the listener, because without you, this podcast would not be possible. So with that, I encourage you to go out, man up, gird up, and become the men that God has created us to be. Have a good one.